the Mercy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. We love our listeners here at The Messy Backend. We love y'all so much, we're going to make the mess even bigger. Coming soon to this very same channel, you're going to be hearing from The Messy Backend Exposed. You know, the very first day that we recorded this podcast, Instagram and Facebook shut down, so we knew we were right on track with The Messy Backend. All businesses have them, so don't be shy. Let's put it out there and help each other grow. If you have a messy back end or you're an expert who just loves cleaning up those back ends, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit themessybackend.com to apply. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much for coming. We have a wonderful show for you today. Theodore Roosevelt once said, far and away, the best prize that life offers is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Connie Dowell about working while having a family. Connie is the author of Mysteries and Nonfiction and the host of Book Echoes Podcast. A former writing center coordinator, Connie has taken her passion for teaching and applied it to helping creative professionals learn new skills and balance productivity and life. And you'll also hear some stories and questions submitted from our real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. And Connie is going to share her expertise and her experience and come up with some solutions for those entrepreneurs. If you are an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question for our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. How messy is your backend? Is it holding you back? Is it making it so that you can't make more money? You can't serve your purpose? Visit themessybackend.com today and find out just how messy your backend is and how to clean it up. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to thank our sponsor, Yes Women's Network. If you are a female entrepreneur and you are looking to start, build, or grow your business, Yes Women's Network is the place to join for empowering resources and masterful networking. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit The Messy Backend. And now on to our expert, Connie Dow, for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy backend question submitted by one of our listeners. She says, how in the world can I ever build a business while having children at home? Are there any tricks on how to accomplish this without just not sleeping at all? Because sleep is important, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
sleep is important. So thanks for having me on. That is a great question and one that um, people who work from home with kids in any capacity probably ask themselves like every day. Sometimes um, several times a day. Yes. And there, you know, while it's, it's always going to be hard, there's things you can do to make it less hard on yourself and lose as little sleep as possible. Um, so I like to, while it's more complicated than this, I like to break it into you know, several different chunks, if you will, of categories of tactics you can do. One is to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Two is to use technology where it's appropriate. And by that, I don't mean like screen time for your kids, but technology in your work. Good clarification. That was really good clarification. Yeah. yeah. Good time for um, yourself too, though. Yeah. Don't be staying up all night on Instagram just to be, yes. you know, yeah. not working. Three is to rely on the support of friends, family, and even like other people in your industry who kind of know what this is like and what you're going through. And number four is to train yourself to work in situations and times when you aren't naturally at your best or going to do your best creative work. That's hard. That is really hard. Um, I feel like I have to be in my red chair, totally quiet or just my piano music. The lighting has to be a certain way or I can't work. If I could learn to work when I'm not in my ideal situation, I could change the world. Yeah. I think we could talk the whole 10 minutes on that. <laughs> I know. It is hard. It is hard. And a lot of the advice, a lot of productivity advice, a lot of advice, especially because I'm a writer and I work with writers, a lot of advice for writers is, you know, get in your, your set up your special desk facing the window or not facing the window, have your cup of tea, and then you're in the mood. And I understand the principle behind it. It puts your brain in that space to work, to create. Um, and it creates these automatic rituals for you. But if you've got small kids or if you've got other life events and something throws that off, you don't want to not be able to work. That actually totally reminds me. I was watching one of my favorite experts that I love to watch and she was basically saying, she's like, you know, multitasking is fantastic if we're good at it. If we're not good at multitasking, you end up just doing partial tasking. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not quite as good as completing things. You know, you guys can yell at me and go, Nate, you're, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about because you're not a mother. But I would assume that when you're a mother, and if, from my perspective, because my mom raised five boys, and there were five of us always running around and screaming and yelling and beating each other up and bringing animals into the house and all of those wild things. And whenever my mom was trying to do her stuff, she would focus on, on, you know, her business side of things and she would ingrain in us like, hey, this is mom's time when she needs to do that. But at the same time, if one of us fell out of a tree and broke our arm, she wouldn't be like, hold on, I can't multitask now. I need to be able to take care of this. You know, she, she had the process of knowing when to go and say, okay, I can multitask. And even if we were sitting in the urgent care waiting room with arm wrapped up in a makeshift sling, she was still able to make phone calls and make things happen, you know, when she had the opportunity to then multitask. Yeah, there's seizing pockets of time. You are absolutely right, Nate, that multitasking is not as good as monotasking. You're not going to do as good of a job, but, you know, when, you know, when you're a mother or even, you know, a father working at home, it's not going to be gender specific, but you have to multitask sometimes or it doesn't get done. 
And you kind of have to train your brain to multitask as good as it can to do that. And the baby steps are, you know, it's part of that training you to work in situations you don't really like um, situations you're not really doing your best work. I have a daughter who works like 20 minutes from here. And honestly, I actually like working at the library. I'd rather work at the library than at home because when I'm at home, I've got all these distractions, right? I think that comes into where you pull in number three, I think was where family and friends, mm -hmm. I mean, we've had expert on before, Michelle McCullough, who talked about how she does her productivity. She actually has teenagers come over after school and one of them helps with the kids, one of them does the dishes, one of them does her packaging, you know what I mean? And she only has to pay them just a little bit for them to do that. But that's when you like bring in, I would say, the whole community, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a community to build a business. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got anecdotes out my messy back. <laughs> How do I use my family without using, quote unquote, mm -hmm. my family, right? And I think it's being um, upfront about kind of expectations, not springing it on somebody that they're going to provide childcare. You know, you've talked about this beforehand. It's okay to call in favors when suddenly, you know, something happens and you're, you're strapped. I do want to stress that getting the support of your community is more than getting childcare. You know, it's getting someone who is going to listen to you on the days that it's going to be hard and it's going to be hard a lot of days. And that's why it's not just not just family or friends who maybe aren't trying to work from home with little kids, other people who are working in the same field as you who are having these experiences and do know what it's like. Other people who understand when you say, my autoresponder broke and I'm starting yeah. a launch next week. Can you help me for 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our non-entrepreneur friends would be like, are you talking Spanish? <laughs> I know, which as wonderful and supportive as my husband is that he'll, he'll, you know, take things on when I can't, he'll bring home dinner when I need him to. If I said that to him, he would, it would just go right over because he doesn't know those words. Autos did what now? Autobots. <laughs> You're launching what now? And going back, I mean, I guess we're going backwards and I apologize. That's we're okay. like dragging you all the way around, but number two, using tech where necessary. I love that you pointed out not screen time for your kids because that's yeah. that's really important so you know there's a lot of different ways you can use technology and making sure that you're using it appropriately is awesome that's one of the things that nate and i talk about in almost every episode is you just have to automate your business there's no way to create an income generating business without being automated Zap zapier Zap i can't even say mm -hmm. zapier some tech some of us don't know how to use and so you find stuff that actually works for you right right yeah automation tech is a, a a big one, but also utilizing technology so that you can work in different places and in different situations. Like for writers, I recommend at least trying dictation because when you get the hang of it, your word count per hour goes up and you can do it while you're in the backyard and the kids are running around. So if you have any kind of writing to do, that's, that's a tech I would recommend. Can you work on your phone while you've got five minutes and you're out of the house and you don't have to bring a laptop with you? Ways you can seize pockets of time because we all have technology on us all the time. Right. It doesn't always have to be something fancy either. Like you said, it's like dictation software isn't anything super fancy. That's not something that only the elite can get where you're like, oh, if only I had this tool. No, you, you've got dictation software in your pocket. Everyone's yeah. got that. You might want to download a, an app that works better for you, but it's out there. Or even if it's just utilize phone calls or being that I specialize, my side of marketing is more about branding and imaging. I'm a photographer as well. A lot of people are like, oh, if only I had this camera or if only I had everything there. And I go, 
well, tell me why you need that camera. Because let me tell you, this camera right here that you have in your pocket uh, is going to suffice for what you're trying to do, for the messages that you're trying to portray and everything. You don't need anything super fancy to share messages with your audience. Use yeah. the tools and the technology that you have. You don't need to go out and spend a fortune on things. Yeah, that's another key, what you have. Connie, you are brilliant. I love this. This is a topic we've covered, I think, a couple times, and the way that you came at it from different directions. I have not heard these tips before. They're absolutely brilliant, really, really smart, and I love it. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Connie. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking. Well, that's our show for today's episode of The Messy Backend. Thanks so much for listening. Nate and Sheila signing off until next week. That's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.